Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of React Roundup. I will be your host today, Paige Niedringhaus, and I am joined by our panelists, TJ Vantol. Hey, everybody. And Jack Harrington. Hey, hello there, everybody. And our our special guest today is Peter Osa. Peter, welcome to React Roundup. Yeah, hi, everyone. Yeah, nice, nice being here. So, Peter, before we dive into today's topic, maybe you could tell our listeners a little about yourself, who you are, what you do, why you're famous, and what we're going to be talking about. Hello, everyone. Yeah, so I'm Peter. So, yeah, so I'm a software engineer, kind of based in, like, Nigeria, Lagos. So, um, I kind of, I'm a full-stack engineer, but I kind of focus more on the front end because, um, my experiences kind of spam to the front end. Yeah, so I've been, due to my experiences, I've kind of worked a lot of frameworks, React, Vue, Angular, Svelte, well. yeah, and so on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, presently I work at Money Point Inc. Um, just today at the UK. So I kind of work as the front end engineer for a team. So we're divided into certain teams. So yeah, I'm kind of like the, yeah, the lead. Um, front-end engineer of my team. So what we do is just to build um, modules for certain features on the app. So the app was kind of built with a web view and then we had to use like, um, I think yeah, an Angular app actually, so to render it on a web view on a Flutter application. So yeah, so I'm actually working on maintaining that for that. So I also worked on the, they also, there's also a React app on the, on the company, the admin section where I worked on as well. Yeah, so. um. Generally, I just basically I just like gather like other front end developers in the team as well to do stuff. I also delegate tasks to them as well and also kind of do other taxes, but like tax as well. Also. Yeah, so my I think I think it's just all about me there. But let me just go to my hobby. Yeah. I kind of I'm an anime fan kind of. Like I love animes. I love them. Um, like yeah, so much. And then I was, I love like movies. Yeah. Like you said, Star Trek. Me, I'm actually like Star Wars. <laughs> Derivative, yeah. Like I love Star Wars, like so much. So that can, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a Star Wars fan. And yeah, that's, that's about it, basically. So um, hobbies also include, I love traveling, love reading documentaries. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. watching like horror and documentary stories, like, oh, kind of. I know this kind of weird story is about maybe um, cases and so on. I don't know, maybe you've seen, yeah, things like that, yeah. So that's basically it, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Well, in addition to what you're doing as, your, as a front-end developer at your full-time job, you've done a lot of technical writing, is that correct? Yeah, so yeah. So the idea of technical writing actually came from the fact that, yeah, I discovered that, uh, okay, I, I do a lot of stuff as where I work, and... I just wanted to actually kind of share a lot of things that I've learned and come across. So I had to just start creating like a profile on writing. So I I think my first write-up was on, on the serverless um, stuff, like FoundDB. And um, I had to contact like a publisher, OpenReplay, to help me publish that. So I think that was just the beginning from there. So I once I got them and then I got into other publications, I started sharing at schools, I... And so, so it's, to me, actually, just it became like something like a hobby, something I love doing. Hmm. So, yeah, despite my full time role, because I was kind of like, 
I'm mostly occupied, but I just squeeze out time to do it. Yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, that's, that's, I think, the reason that a lot of people get into it is they just learn interesting things at work and they want to help others as well as help their future selves. Because I know I've written a lot of yeah. stuff that I end up referencing. Right. Exactly. You go back exactly. and you're like, wow, who wrote exactly. that? Oh, wow, I did. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah, then, you just like, when then we reference my archive, like, I wrote something, so yeah, just some archive. Maybe if I forgot something, just put this, yeah. Oh, if we did this, uh, yeah, it's actually nice for just the collection if you want to we collect something you've forgotten and you've forgotten yep. about it. It's mm-hmm. really nice. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. That's gonna... So, <laughs> so um, what, before we started recording today, you were telling us that you recently wrote an article about Bun. Um, and yeah. it would be great if you could give listeners who haven't heard of Bun or it's it's been a while since Bun has been in the in the highlights and the news. So maybe you could give them a quick overview of what it is and then what you in particular dove into with it. Oh, it sounds cool. Yeah, so yeah, so Bun is kind of like a new runtime, right? It's a runtime. Now, most times, usually when I define it this way, people will be like, oh, what's a runtime? Kind of, because it's kind of very confusing. So a runtime is just like an environment where setting a code is executed in, right? So um, just like for JavaScript, JavaScript initially was executed in the browser. So thanks to a lot of like engines created V8, then they came on Safari's um, JavaScript core, and there's also Spider Monkey from Mozilla and so on. So they were able to work on the browser, that kind of thing. But yeah, so I think the turning point for JavaScript was when um, Node.js came out. So I think that was the point where it was being abstracted from, was moved from the browser to, um, like, just moved out of the browser, kind of. So it became very much efficient for building server-side applications. Basically everything, anything you want to do. I think now in Node 20, there's a, yeah, you can actually create like executable files now with JavaScript. Yeah, they're massive, but you can make them. Yeah. yeah, it's really, really awesome. So I think it's, that was just the turning point for JavaScript. And due to that, it actually pushed on a lot of like innovation, start seeing about like ES modules, it starts seeing so many stuff because of, yeah, um, um, nodes just made that happen. Yeah, so usually there have been a lot of, um, like, yeah, like I usually say that we developers, we are kind of much concerned about improving existing systems. So yeah, Node was created, yeah, cool, we are all using it. But then a lot of people start seeing pitfalls with Node. Yeah, okay, Node has, um, most of the time, okay, for example, you have to do a lot of configurations to do certain things like, um, okay, like TypeScript, for example. You just have mm, to do right. all the whole process. Most of the time, some of the toolings are just not in by default. You have to basically install a package, use Webpack, use Babel, Parcel, any 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 of the bundlers, and I think there are new ones as well to have a spark and yeah, many others to do a lot of things. Yeah, but that was the problem to people that wanted things to be native, like they wanted to, oh, wow, why don't I just do this without me doing these configurations? Like I've I actually seen a lot of devs, like even colleagues have worked on that. Oh, today they want to create like a TypeScript project with Node and this. Like this developer has his own way, another developer has a different way. Like it's just so different. Like today, 
it's a different process of creating this. And so that is usually an issue. And most devs were like, oh, it's because um, Node wasn't built in with this. So it's actually like a pitfall. Yeah, then also they went back to the V8 engine as well, which is the main backbone of Node. And they discovered that, oh, it also had some performance pitfalls as well. Okay. I think um, its starting time wasn't that fast. I don't, it's not, yeah. I think in comparison to other um, engines. So with that, I think that brought a lot of controversy. So, so, so many people were like, oh, this is not efficient. And I think even the creator of Node.js actually, at a point actually. Right, he went off and, and made Deno as a, you know, yes. kind of a next generation of Node. So exactly. what are the advantages that you see of, of Bun? What, you know, what, what got you into it? And how would I get started with it? Yeah, so the advantage I saw of Bond was the, actually I'm very much concerned about the speed of Bond. Like, so Bond actually, like I've seen the charts, the performance charts, and it's so amazing. I've actually done one myself. I think I showed it on the player where I had to install some it, like a, a React app with, and you could see the time difference here. So there are other things like I think the way it renders web sockets is faster than I think the node and the, there's SQLite, which also works with that as well. And the fact that it also has most of these features, like things you have to configure with um, no, with some um, node, like with Webpack, it has it out of the box. Like with TypeScript and JSX is just out of the box. You don't need any configuration. So I think that was that was just one of the um, that just that was one of a few of the really awesome things that Bone bon can do because. There are so many developers that are kind of lazy. They don't want to start doing configuration. Like most of the time, mm-hmm. like yeah, configuration like the is the is the worst part of the app. It's not even building the app. It's just thinking of how to do the configuration. Yeah. So and then yes. the speed as well. Yeah, the speed as well. So considering okay, okay, maybe if you're staying in the place where the um, network connection is not as fast as you may just want something as fast as possible to get mm-hmm. things working. Yeah. So I think that's just some of the advantages that Boom offers, yeah. And also the fact that he actually uses um, JavaScript core, like, as the engine. So, and there have been a lot of very good reviews about it as well, where um, its startup time is actually faster than V8. And so many, yeah, I think that's the one I actually know for, like, yeah, that for sure, that, yeah, the startup time is faster. But, yeah, yeah, I think, basically, it's it's still just overall good. And I, I see a feature with Bond. Kind of, yeah. I don't know whether it may overthrow Node as a lot of people say. Like, oh, <laughs> just yes, I I doubt because no, this no, this no, this kind of like revolutionary. I, I don't think anything can just straight forward. Like, I doubt. But I feel maybe it could just be like a, it could just be there, like an alternative for people to use something that will, I don't want to use Node. I can use Bond, that kind of thing, but not to replace it. Yeah. So I think that's. It's really interesting. I, like Node is notoriously slow. I mean, it's basically a meme at this point. And <laughs> I, I, I mean, I hit this just yesterday. I had to set up a web app on a fresh Docker container, and I just like the npm setup, like npm install, was taking like five to ten minutes. It was felt mm-hmm. like it was downloading the internet. <laughs> and but what's crazy is that like I, I'm st- we're still using it, right? Like. Yeah. Uh, and most people are still using it. And I, it just makes me wonder when there are faster alternatives out there because I hear good things. Dino is supposedly faster. Bun is supposedly faster. 
I wonder what it is that's keeping us from switching over to these, or if it's just the we're so comfortable with NPM and Node because we've been using them forever that we're just mm-hmm. hesitant to switch over. Um, I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on like, why isn't Bun like completely taking over, or Dino completely taking over? Like, why do why are so many people still using Node? Yeah, I think it's just, I think it's based, I, personally, I think it's actually just preference. A lot of people just, some people love kind of like change. Things are very different. Some people like to stick to what they know, that kind of thing. So it's not like um maybe, yeah, they've seen the advantage of Bonham, but there's this emotional attachment to Node. I'm like, no, I learned this stuff <laughs> for so long. I can't imagine. I've watched a lot of, I went to a lot of boot camps. Um, how will I just discard this for this? No, hell no. I'm following this to the end. Yeah, there are people like that. So many people, there are so many languages that, like, I don't know. I'm not bashing PHP. I think PHP is one of them, like, <laughs> just <specifically. laughs> like, cut. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's just, I think it's just personal preference. Some of them just love the fact that, oh, this is what they did and they just want to continue with it. But yeah, there are still others that, oh, wow, they look at the benchmark, they look at everything and compare and contrast and see, oh, yeah, yeah, this bone is better and then is actually better. So it's just, I think it's preference, actually. It's just preference. Maybe if there's something, maybe like a mind control um, machine that can just spell it on the <laughs> community to just, oh, everybody adopt bone. Yeah, maybe that will work well. I'm very much sure that even some humans would destroy the machine of like, no, that kind of, but yeah. <laughs> I think Bun, when it first came out, was, wasn't was clearly, it, it had some incompatibility issues. Like it wasn't yeah. compatible with everything. And the performance was kind of a mixed bag. In some areas, it was wildly more performant. And then in other areas, it was actually worse than Node. And it was, yeah, so it was kind of this, you know, not 100% of a, plug and play changeover. I mean, certainly the yeah. TypeScript with, you know, compatibility was awesome out of the bag. But it just, it, it kind of one of those things about the tech community where there's that first impression and if it doesn't work, people kind of, they yeah. don't go back for that, that second impression. And yeah, so I think that that bun might have been gotten by about that a little bit. But it's definitely, it's continued on. I think it's in 0.6 now. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's, it's been like, like I've, Kind of monitor the repo, and there's been a lot of like push to kind of bring it back up. Make it the well, they got a lot of VC money, as yeah. I recall, too. So there was that exactly. That's handy. So there are more investments, so cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. I feel, but I feel it's actually going to maybe in the next future. Though I feel maybe once these performance issues of it have been taken care of, yeah, I feel it's going to actually spring back up. Yeah. Yeah, I know for it. Yeah, even it supports a lot of frameworks as well. Like one, I for one, like when I actually used Bone first, I actually wanted to test it for view, and I found out that, like to my amazing shock, that couldn't even support like like creating a view app out of the box for it yet. Yeah, so I tried from using um Bone, like I tried building a view app with Bone, but I couldn't see like um a feature like it wasn't listed among the applications it could build. So yeah, I felt maybe it was due to the fact that I think it's kind of going to need more work to do that for them because you as a CLI and I feel there are a lot of underlying things to be done before they can actually incorporate view into their runtime. Yeah, as a list of like, but yeah, but I saw React, React and so many others. So 
you're quite easy to just install. Yeah, for I feel that um bond is still going. To me, I see it as a baby. So I don't I, like as a person, I don't expect a baby to start owning. Kind of yeah, you just have to call and then probably walk and then run. Yeah, so I think this thing is development stages. So maybe I, I, I kind of give it a, I would just kind of give it a chance to see how it goes. Maybe in the next future, but I, have, I kind of have faith on Bond, kind of. I I have a question. Did um Does Bun have any of the difficulties, I guess, that Dino had with adoption because it didn't necessarily connect to the NPM library or it didn't, you know, it didn't take advantage of the things that make Node so ubiquitous. You know, TJ kind of touched on this when he was talking about why people aren't adopting Bun. And I was just wondering, you know, besides inertia, which is great, love, you know, not changing tools when they just work and I know how to deal with the pitfalls (laughs) of them. But were there other things that make it less appealing for people to go to? Because like you said, it has, it's faster, it has good TS support, it has JSX, but are there things that it's missing that really, that people need, like middleware and off options and things like that? Yeah, so exactly. So it has, it's like Bond itself is not kind of complete. Let me use the word. So there are a lot of features that needs to be added. So if you see Node, Node for, it has been developed and developed for so long and so many features and so many um, adjustments and fixes have been done on it. So you could say a lot of people, most of the time, they, they kind of dwell on stability. Oh, I just want a stable, something stable, right? It's just like, yeah, I have just like in, in an instance and an example where when I where I worked previously and they were like, they loved Angular because it was created by Google. Oh, this stability is Google. So yeah, that kind of thing. But yeah, React is Facebook or so. So yeah, I, I I use that to see a lot of like a lot of people think that way where they want something stable. They don't they want something like kind of maintained and stable. So to see Bon just coming out and kind of it's too, it'll be too soon for them to kind of trust it. So that kind of so and yeah, obviously compared to yeah, I think Bond in a way is better than Deno in that instance of yeah, because it actually has NPM. Um, most of the NPM, it's kind of it, it comes with a lot of it ships with a lot of NPM um, abilities, like things you can do with Node with NPM. Like it comes with it by the box. I think unlike Deno, where you, you don't use this module based um stuff, you kind of get these modules like these packages online. I think that whole process of how Deno works was really really. A turn off to many people, and yeah, like the, that. I usually tell, I usually tell some of my friends, like the node module idea, like where oh you're installing React app and then you're seeing a node module that is kind of like most of the time, depending on the size of your app, produce like maybe a gig, two hundred gigabytes or more, depending. Yeah, some developers actually love that aspect where yeah the way node is being structured, and I feel that yeah the yeah, the creator of Deno actually didn't like that, but a lot of people love that. You get so I think that's what inspired. So because he didn't like that, he actually used a different package management system for Deno, which people didn't really like. So it's kind of people people think a lot of people just love. It's just their preference, by the way, for most of this stuff. So I feel that Bond Bond is still coming, and 
I think it's actually very much better. It has it's kind of designed to support NPM and a lot of NPM packages. It works, it's actually doing great, right? I think better than Deno in that regard. Deno, Deno is kind of trying a different system, right? Of implementing package management and so on. Yeah. So let's say that you were convinced that you wanted to try Bun. How would you go about actually using it as opposed to using Node for a project? Okay, so yeah, using Bun, I think it's actually very much simple. You just have to install it on your um, PC, right? So installing Bun, once you install it, then I think that's just the main, um, kind of the main task to do, right? So once you install Bun on your local machine, you can always do Bun create. You can, on, on typing Bun create, you can always see a lot of like applications you can create with Bun and so on and you can even run like for example you created like you want to run a program like yeah you can always use the bone run you can run just like how you produce your node run like node index.js like if you want to run a node file that kind of thing so yeah i think it's, it's kind of straightforward and the fact that yeah you don't need to start doing configurations for typescript i think that's just the one that i love so much because i know that setup for typescript is something a lot of people they feel it's you could see a lot of boilerplate for TypeScript. So so many places like in GitHub, GitLab, like so many. And here someone is doing a different way of kind of integrating it. And here most times a lot of people just want something where it's actually native out of the box, just there. Right. So I think it's actually very much simple. Once you install your bone, you can always run the command. I think there's a command for you to see the um like the help command where you can actually see um, the commands you can actually run with bone. I think I actually listed out on my article there, like a screenshot of that and so on. So I think it's actually very much straightforward. It doesn't really require much stress. Let me use that word. Nice. I always like the low friction ones. The, the easier it is for me to get started with something new, the more likely I'll try it and maybe continue with it. Yeah, yeah. Most most of the time, most developers we are just lazy. We don't we don't want to like we just don't want anything that kind of stress us that way. It's true because we're already, we're already doing kind of thinking, right? Thinking building applications require critical thinking, and you're already doing that already. And then imagine thinking about how to just set up an application is 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 a second level of stress. Then is that word. So a lot of people will just want to bypass that aspect and just focus on the oh the core architecture of the application and the logic. Yeah, and I think if there's a if there's an alternative that does that for you out of the box, yeah, that works. I'll say on the the question of node compatibility, Bun has a super nice uh, documentation page. So mm. if you just go to the it's bun.sh slash docs, if you just find the node article in the, the sidebar, they have a list of all the node built-in modules, so the stuff that's actually baked into Node. And then they basically have a green light, yellow light, red light sort of graph on what you're fine to use from Node, what where there's some uh, sort of some incompatibilities, but mostly works, and then things that just like from Node that straight up don't work. And it's so, I mean, it's kind of, it's it's seems really nice. And it like, just from skimming it, it looks like the important ones have, have all been moved. And then like some of them that are 
lesser because Node has some really bizarre random libraries. Some of those aren't there. <laughs> yeah. um, and some of like the, the fringe parts of the library uh, aren't there in some cases too. So it's interesting. And they have links too to like roadmap and GitHub stuff where there's stuff in progress. So kind of nice. Yeah, that's actually cool. Like I love how they, they did the documentation, right? It's kind of very detailed. So you can always just look into it and find out, oh, this does is this supported? Yes or no? Yeah, you don't need to kind of start running around looking for yeah. So this is really cool, right? Uh, uh, documentation is very simple. Yeah, it's just, it still needs a lot of work. Like yeah, there are a lot of things to be added, but so far so good. It's cool. So we know Preact works with it. Does React work with it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, React does, works. Well. React works. Okay, cool. Uh, you mentioned Vue is not supported yet, so so it sounds yeah, like we, okay. So Preact and React are solid though. And yeah. in terms of if I just wanted to just take my current Create React app and run it with Bun, do I just do like Bun run with my app, or what, how do I do that? Uh, so I think the migration to Bun may because. The migration to Bomb may be a little bit different because since when you're, when you're using on like your traditional React app, if you're using Vite or you're using Webpack, sure, right? Yeah. You yeah. you may have to just like create a new like a, a React app using Bomb because I think there's a Bomb file and there's some other kind of different files that wouldn't really exist in your existing React. I app see. Or, so you you create a new app and then you port your code base. over to that uh, that app. I exactly. Guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Seems like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little it's, bit of startup of time. I gotta say, yeah. you know, yeah, should be easier than that. Yeah, I, I feel like, like I said, they should be. I feel they should work on that as well. Like, yeah, I think a backwards yeah. compatibility kind of thing, right? I think like something like code mod, where you you can always just type a command and then it it just. Um, I think where I saw that kind of invention was on Refine. I wrote about Refine previously. I'm, they kind of migrated to a new version on there. This, you just type this command with code mod. I think code mod was maintained with Facebook by Facebook. It kind mm, of yeah, just yeah, yeah. undoes all that. So I think maybe they could do something like that, whereby you could just type a command on your existing React app, and then it reverse, um, what it does, and it kind of looks at the dependencies, try to get the ones to people for born and whatever. And yeah, but like I said, it's still in this conceptual stage. I would just give it more time to maybe reach to that level. I won't really expect much from it for now on that area. So you so, would not put it into production yet, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I won't really like to be honest, I won't really put it in production because first of all, you have to consider that compatibility and backwards compatibility. Yeah. Also, like just Jack said, moving your existing code base will burn up, just migrate is a, it's a whole lot of work. I, I don't know if any, like many um, companies will want to kind of put such technical depth into their hands like that. So they rather just maintain that. So I feel maybe it's when it's developed, maybe once it's, there are a lot of work done on it here, then maybe that can happen. Yeah, we've seen a lot of code bases being changed in the past. Like I think um, Webpack moving from JavaScript to Rust and it can happen, but I think it's when it's been stable. Yeah, maybe that yeah. can be considered. 
this is unrelated to anything, but I love that you run scripts with bun run. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's just really fun. I, there were many, many jokes about bun in the oven, that sort of stuff, you know, random. Well, didn't, bun. didn't yeah. they create a company once they got funding that was called oh, yeah. Oven? Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. So. Yeah, wait, hold on. Really? I think I remember that. Yeah. I have to, I'm doing a Google search right now. (laughs) Yeah, right. I have to figure that one out. What? Okay. So, Peter, do you know, like, does the Bun team have some kind of a roadmap of what they want to tackle next? Do you know what's coming down the pipe for Bun? Yeah. So, yeah, I've looked at the repo, right? So, I think so far, I think right now on the roadmap, they're actually trying to set out a lot of like bug fixing, by the way, like most bugs related to maybe performance and so on. I don't think they are pushing out any new features so far. It's just fixes and fixes and fixes. Yeah, I think that's what I've seen so far. So maybe the, it's just to stabilize the existing um, products and then from there you can always scale up and add more features. Yeah, so that's what I've seen so far. So maybe I think maybe before it reaches 1.0, maybe once it reaches 1.0, maybe we can see something different. Yeah, maybe an update or something. Quick update. Oven is the company behind Bun. That's hilarious. So I, I, oh, I learned something new today. Oh my and God, it's that's awesome. $7 million in funding that they raised. Uh, yeah, and they're hiring. So lucky number oh. seven. You know, if that's your thing. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, and it looks like there's yeah. Uh, yeah, looking at the documentation, there's also like the test runtime in there as well. So it's it's trying to be one of those meta tools as well, like right. Rome. That's weird. Know. Like, why is that? Dino is kind of like the same thing. Like they're setting up an ecosystem. Well, okay, they're just trying to be the runtime. Their their yeah. model though is they're trying to build like hosting thing alongside of it. So. Different but similar. That seems to be the monetization model is we build like a runtime and then we build some corresponding things. Yeah, you gotta build a service around gotta, Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Right. And what's that little company, Verse, Verso, Vercel or something like that? <laughs> that? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. That, small, that, that thing, Next.js oh, or no, something that like that that people I. use. Well, yeah, you know. Small, yeah. yeah. Tiny well, little startup, exactly. yeah. Right, tiny little thing. Vercel uh, is really doing a lot for, for Next, right? I think recently I saw the one like Postgres is being supported on like, yeah, that was really, really cool. Right. They like, partnered with Neon to go and connect automatically our universal deployed, Vercel deployed Next.js applications uh, with some sort of like a Neon generated Postgres database. And I think you can have like yeah. three different instances. It's actually, it's it actually is really, really nice. It's a great developer. I mean, that's, that's really sweet because setting yeah. up the standalone database in the cloud is always a pain. So being able yeah. to do it from the same platform, this, that would be great. Yeah, so yeah this, it, it, it's sort of tangential, but like we, Paige and I run into this exact situation all the time because we build these like sample apps that we intend for people to clone and use. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten m- now multiple people reach out and say like, oh, you're doing Postgres. Like I got it working locally. Now what do I do? Right. And like, you I know, we're not in the business. DB. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and so like I saw that and like lights started going off like, oh, well, that's. That's okay. really handy because I yes you can host Postgres anywhere but like it's not easy, right? Yeah, it's really not easy. Very 
difficult. I think there was a time when Hiroku, like usually Postgres, there was a time I tried work using it with Hiroku and I had a lot of issues. Um, that was really, really much. But yeah, but since with this, I think it helps a lot of content developers. You don't need to wait for like most backend. You could just do your testing from there. And if you have a good knowledge of databases and SQL, you can always just mock a lot of things. Yeah, I think that sounds very cool. Like, so cool. Yeah, if you ever get into content creation, I got to tell you, every additional service you add, be it Postgres, you know, a database or OpenAI or whatever, mm-hmm. about you're going to lose about 30% of your audience, you know, uh, just every time, like, you know, yeah. it, it's just huge. Even like, if it's a free tier, a free subscription, it still is a pain. Yeah, because there's that barrier to entry to like, you got to go and sign up and you got to go do this and that and the other thing. And I think the Neon integration, actually, all they do is push a couple of buttons for you. And then they take a, a big cut of the of the actual money for at next, which it's, is, you know, what? You that's know? sort of like standard yeah. business, though, right? Like that's... Yeah. 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 I mean, everybody's built on top of AWS. They just make it easier so you don't have to configure it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Theo's upload I mean, thing basically just sits out right on top of S3. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apple TV, you click the Hulu button, like Apple takes their cut, right? Like it's that's right? oh, you know, Apple takes all, all, yeah. all we do here is build buttons and take margins. That's that's <laughs> how it works. I need it to how be simple, TJ. Yeah, I can't that's deal just, with configuration. We've talked about this already. It's how the whole world works. It's just right. escalating levels of buttons. That's <laughs> that's the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buttons, buttons, buttons. Yeah, it's all Nobody the way wants down. to deal with yeah. API keys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Peter, it's been really cool to talk about Bun and kind of hear what's happening, how it's working. Is there is there anything else that we haven't really talked about either in your article with Bun or with anything else that you'd like to to talk about now? Right. So I think most of yeah, I think we've kind of covered up everything about Bun. I think we talked about them. The, um, the engines, right, as a runtime. And I think we've talked about the speed and so many benchmarks that it's been really nice. And yeah, and I think we went into most of the commands. Like if you want to create like scaffold, the basic application, yeah. I think we've mostly covered up most of what the article entails. <laughs> well, cool. That's that's awesome. And hopefully it will inspire some people to try out Bun and give it a second look because it sounds like they're doing some cool stuff with it. I just want what what I would advise people is just to kind of watch just watch the space, yeah. To see what what so many like just expect a lot of things from them because I feel it's actually going to it may not replace Node or something like I said, because Node is something that like it's revolutionary, like it's it's just it's just in his own league, yeah. Despite its pitfalls and so on, but yeah, I feel it's something that can just stand up and stand toe to toe with one of the, the big guys. Maybe that way. yeah, yeah. I think eventually it could get there. Node's a behemoth, but we thought that about jQuery and we thought that about Angular, and times have changed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So this is the section of the show where we're going to go into picks. And they could be podcasts that we like, shows that we are enjoying, uh, 
Kitchen Gadgets is a popular one for our show. So TJ, would you like to start us off with a pick today? Yeah, I'm going to do a repeat pick, but it's been quite a long time. But The Vergecast, the podcast from The the Verge, I've enjoyed it quite a bit recently. It's sort of my go-to for keeping up on tech stuff, like the broader tech world, like outside of our little like front-end circles. So what is Google up to? Microsoft, Apple, their new like supposed like $3,000 AR headset. Uh, they talk about that. Mm-hmm. all the time uh but just just stuff like that and it's a it's a fun take uh on tech news and i really enjoy it so uh, if you're a podcast person which you probably are if you're listening to this maybe <laughs> check it out. nice good stuff jack do you have a pick for us i do uh last night i hooked up the spider venom grill attachment whatever it is to my uh, weber kettle grill and this is the coolest thing ever. I'm going to put a link in the description here. And it is really neat. Basically, what it does is you it's an electronic gizmo, but it, 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 uh, it has a fan on it. And it pumps fan and pumps air into your kettle grill. And literally, you can say, I want this at 450 degrees. And it will nail it to a degree and just wow. keep it right wow. there. And it is so good. And so, yeah, I was doing uh, you know just some barbecue last night. And I said, Nick, I need it 450 degrees. And then you can literally, there's an app and there's temperature of course probes. There is. Of course. And, you know, I'm over on the deck and it's like, ding, ding, ding. And it's like, yeah, there you go. Okay. I'm like, this is nuts. And it was perfect. I mean, because, you know, oftentimes you have no idea what the grill is doing. Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it, <laughs> you know, whatever. And the results are entirely inconsistent. This was just perfect, literally. Nice. It was crazy. So it's, it's like it sounds like a convection fan for your yeah. yeah, exactly. And basically kind of sits in there where normally the air comes up and like the ashes go down. And that's a kettle grill. It's like it's the simplest thing ever, but it, it's so good. Yeah. That's awesome. TJ, you check it out already? <laughs> and of course I'm looking it up. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, this is so good. You. 200 bucks, man. Change nice. your life. <laughs> All right. Well, my pick this week is going to be a tech pick. And it's just something that I recently picked up again. And that is uh, GitHub Copilot. So I tried it. I tried it early on. And I didn't like how it was trying to autocomplete. And then recently at work, we bought an enterprise uh, license suite so that all the engineers who wanted to could basically get access to it. So I've reinstalled it just this first this past week. Um, and so far it's been pretty helpful. It's autocomplete is pretty nice. So I'll give it another shot. And one of my, one of my coworkers was actually talking about, he got access to the GitHub Copilot chat, which is Mm. the chat GPT version where it explains code to you and helps you understand what the code is doing. And he had nothing but good things to say about it. So if you're interested in that, I think you have to download the VS Code Insiders Edition or their their not stable version, but you know, might be worth it. <laughs> so we'll <Awesome>. see. <laughs> Welcome to the party page. I've got my invite. It was funny as like as this episode was going on, I got my invite. So I'm gonna be on nice. this might end up being my pick next week. We'll see. <laughs> it's it's super handy. You know, if you're doing tailwind stuff, it's like you type in button and it's like, oh, you probably want this glass. And it's like, oh wow, thanks for that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, 
Yeah. <laughs> well, Peter, do you have a pick for our listeners this week? Yeah, yeah. So I think my pick is kind of tabulated. So I think it's recently I've kind of been fascinated about design patterns on architecture for React applications, the reading books. Yeah, and also Jack, yeah, love your channel by the way on YouTube. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, really helpful so much. Yeah, so kind of saw a lot of architectures there. And I've kind of been fascinated about learning about that very deeply. And maybe just that to build some stuff I have in mind. Like so some projects. Yeah. I think that's just basically so React architecture. Then I went I kind of dived into TDD. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I kind of that's kind of majority where I'm actually studying mostly. So reading books, watching videos, YouTube. Watching Jack's channel as well, seeing a lot of nice content and so yeah. So yeah, Jack Jack puts out high quality stuff. So everybody subscribe <laughs> to his YouTube yeah. if you don't already. Yeah, so most <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Uh, so if people want to get in touch with you, find you online, where are the best places to reach you? Okay, yeah. So one of the best places to reach me is on my LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm not usually a Twitter guy because um, I'm mostly I want to I'm mostly not really trans, but though I think my LinkedIn my LinkedIn is usually just open. Yeah. So yeah, I think my mostly my LinkedIn though, though I could share my Twitter handle as well. I'm still so open on Twitter. So I think LinkedIn on Twitter, majorly. Cool. So, and we will have we'll have links to all of that in the show notes for anybody who wants to find you. Yeah, sure. Well, Peter, thanks again for joining us. It has been an awesome time having you on React Roundup this week. Yeah, same here. The pleasure is on mine. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, thanks, Paige. <laughs> thanks, TJ. Yeah, I'm really happy to have this discussion with you guys. Really it was great to have you here. Yeah. As are we. Well, we will see everybody on the next episode of React Roundup. <laughs>